Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, and I am the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Well, Traveling Pulpit family, it is another day that goes without saying, but in Psalms 118 and 24, it says, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I hope, I truly hope that you are having a day that the Lord has made that you are rejoicing in just as I am traveling pulpit family, traveling pulpit family. I want for you to not pay attention to the distraction that will lead to the destruction of those who take their eyes off of the Lord. But I want you to keep your eyes on the Lord so that you will be aware of what's going on in and around you. And what's going on in and around you is the protection of the Lord over you. The Lord has made a promise that he will not leave you nor forsake you, but that he will be there with you even to the end of the age. And we are in a present time such as this, that that promise holds truer than anything that this world could ever promise us or could ever offer to us. What I'm saying, traveling pulpit family, it is time to get right with God. Traveling pulpit family, I want to take you to two places, two familiar places, but they have such a difference of how it is relayed. There is a big difference in how it is relayed, which means that there will be a big difference in how you receive the outcome. But I want to take you traveling pulpit family to Luke 14. And we're going to go in at verse 16. Then I want to take you to John 20. And I want to go in at 3, 20 and 3 and Luke 14 and 6, 16. Luke 14 and 16 says, this is Jesus talking talking about this parable and you've heard it before here on the traveling pulpit uh, podcast traveling pulpit family it says that a man once gave a great banquet and invited many and at that time uh, for the banquet the servant was told by the master of the house to go and say to those who have been invited or pre-invited to come for everything is now ready. And being a good servant, the servant went out to those who had the, who had been pre-invited and he told them that everything that the master has prepared is now ready. The servant went out into the world and the world esteemed him not. They did not recognize him for being the servant of the master because he did not look like the world. He looked like his master. And they all began to make excuses. The first one said, I'm an investor and I have just bought 
a large piece of land. That is more important to me. He said, okay, that's fine. He went to the second man. The man said, I am an investor and I have just bought five yoke of oxen. He said, okay, that's fine. The third and final was a wedding. And as everyone was gathering to the wedding to adore the bride that was being honored on that day, the servant came in and he asked the groom, just as the service was over, that the meal was ready, the banquet was ready, and the master was ready to receive them. And the groom said, don't you see, I just got married. I cannot come because I am at this banquet. This banquet is what's more important to me right now because it is appealing to my wife. Do you not see her? Do you not see how beautiful she is? And the servant said, okay, that's all right. And so the servant goes back and the master is sitting at the table and he is eating his meal. And the servant tells the master the bad news. He says that none of those whom you have pre-invited are willing to come join you at your feast. And, this, and the master became angry. He became hurt. And it was the angry, it was the hurt, it was the disappointment that he felt. And so he told the servant to go quickly into the streets into the lanes and into the city, going to the most common parts of the city where the crime is high and, and, and the poverty is, is real, where people have no hope, where people have no, no reason to have hope. Go to them. Tell them that I have a place that is ready for them. I have prepared a great meal for them that they can come and they can eat all they want and they can stay as long as I want them to. Tell them I want them here with me. And so the servant, he went into the city. He went into the projects. He went into the hood. He went into the most dangerous parts of the city. And he told all the people about the master's banquet. He told all the people about the master's house. He told all the people what was waiting for them if they only just will give him a chance. And all those people in that poverty-stricken city, in that crime-ridden society, they said, okay, we'll come. And they all came and they were at this feast and they, they were eating, they were uh, celebrating, they was, they was joyous. And the servant went to the master and he said, I've done what you said. But if you look, there is still room. There is still room and many more can come. Many more should come. And the master said, go quickly out into the highways and hedges and compel those who, who, will, who will come. 
because I want my house filled. And when he said that he wanted his house filled, he folded up his napkin. He laid it next to his plate and he got up from the table and he left. The other people were still at the feast. They were enjoying themselves. They were laughing and, and, and having a good time with one another. They were fellowshipping with one another. But the master folded his napkin very neatly, placed it beside his plate and got up and left. So the servant has gone out into the highways. He has gone on to the hedges. And he has compelled. In fact, he's still compelling people to this day. That they would just come. Would just come be a part of this banquet. Because the people who were pre-invited, they lost the ability to come to the party. They can no longer be added to the guest list at the banquet because the guest list has changed. More and more have been invited. And through the invitation, Jesus has come because he is the servant to the master and he has told everyone in the city, in the highways, and between the hedges, he has compelled everyone to come. And what the world did, the world thought that by destroying him, that it would silence the servant so that the master would remain hurt. But it did not silence the master. It did not keep the servant down. In fact, the servant is the master. And what happened was on the first day of the week over in John 20, verse 3, Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved started running towards the tomb after hearing the news that the servant, the savior, was missing. He wasn't there. So they break off into a full sprint. Now, John being the younger of the two, of course, he got there first. And when he got there, the Bible says that he looked in and saw nothing. But Peter coming behind was the first to go in. And when Peter went in, as they went in together, John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, saw laying on the slab the linen cloths that covered the body of Jesus, but also he saw the face cloth which had been on Jesus' head neatly folded in a place all to itself. Not where, neatly folded to itself, I'm sorry, folded up in a place by itself. I want to point out, Traveling Pulpit family, 
John understood the ancient Hebrew culture. Him being Hebrew himself, he understood what it meant when the napkin is neatly folded and set aside by itself at the table. It means the master is coming back to the banquet. The ancient Hebrew custom says that if the master of the house was finished with his meal, the servant would know by the actions of the master, which would have been for the master to clean himself up and then cover his plate with his napkin. And then the servant would know to come and clean that area because the master was done with his meal. But what John saw was that the face cloth was covered, which covered Jesus's face, was neatly folded in a place to itself next to the linen cloths that covered the body of Jesus. And that let John know right then and there that the master was coming back to the banquet table. Traveling pulpit family, I want you to understand that the master is coming back to the banquet table. Because everyone who has been invited is not there yet. And the master is waiting for everyone who will accept the invitation to the banquet feast. To accept it so that they can be there when that day comes. I don't know when that day is traveling pulpit family. It's not my concern. My concern is that you have the opportunity right now to accept this invitation, to get your name, not on the guest list, on the family reunion list so that you can be ready, so that you can be reunited, so that you can partake in the banquet feast. I want that for you, Traveling Pulpit family, and I hope and pray that you want it for yourself. You know, I remember there was the the controversy of the Shroud of Turin that was proclaimed to have held the body of Jesus. I want to point something out to you real quick, Traveling Pulpit family, and I really want to make you think because the Lord has been revealing things to me, and I believe through the revealing or the revelation that I received from the Lord, someone that was burying Christ, Joseph of Arimathea or, or Nicodemus. Someone knew not to cover his face with a whole wrap. Someone knew Jesus was getting back up. I'm sorry. I, you know, I, when I look at the scriptures, I'm sorry. I see Joseph of Arimathea and I see Nicodemus with those 70 pounds of spices. I see them wrapping the body of Jesus, but because that face cloth, face cloth, was covering his face, I don't think they covered his whole body. I believe they covered him up to his chin, above his neck, just under his chin. I believe they knew. Someone had to know that Jesus was going to rise again. Someone heard the message and they understood the assignment. That I believe. That I'm telling you, I have read these scriptures time and time again, and I will read these scriptures time and a time again some more. 
and it was going to, and it's going to tell me something else. But right now I'm at the point where I believe because what John saw, the face cloth was neatly folded in a place by itself, laying next to the linen cloths that covered Jesus' body. I believe somebody knew Jesus was getting up again. Somebody heard the word and somebody did the assignment. And because of that, Jesus is alive forevermore. He is alive forevermore. And he has all power in his hand. He has so much power in his hand, traveling pulpit family, that over in Acts, the first chapter, when Jesus has was, was being asked over in verse six, when Jesus was being asked, is this the time that the kingdom of Israel, Israel will be restored. He said to them, it is not for you to know the time or seasons the father has fixed for his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Traveling pulpit family, I, I, I'm convinced someone knew someone in that tomb Someone standing by his cross, whom he loved, not scattered, but standing by his cross. Someone knew he was getting back up. Someone knew that. And now we all know that he is up. And now we know that he is coming again. How do we know? Because in Acts 1.11, as they saw him being taken up by a cloud and the cloud covered him up, two men stood by them in white robes and they said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, whom you have, who, who was, whom, who, who was taken up into heaven will come the same way as you saw him go into heaven. You know, they make movies about who came or who goes to heaven. And, you know, they have stories about people who go to heaven and come back and tell us what it's like. You know what? I believe traveling pulpit family. I believe only one who has descended from heaven is the only one who has ascended from heaven, who will descend from heaven once more. And we will see him. Just as he is. That is what I believe. I believe Hollywood, I believe, can make a distraction to get your mind to think that it is possible for someone to go and come back. Well, Traveling Pulpit family, I want you to know that Lazarus himself, when he was brought back after being down for four days, did not have a recorded story of what it was like to be there. But we do have the recorded actions of Jesus crying. And I believe the reason Jesus was crying was because he knew where Lazarus was and he had to call Lazarus back from that place we know as paradise. So traveling pulpit family, I want you to disembark yourself away from the distractions. And I want you to focus on what is accurate 
And what is accurate, Traveling Pulpit family, is Jesus said, no one has ascended from heaven and no one has uh, been taken up into heaven, but the son, the son of the living God. So, Traveling Pulpit family, it is my pleasure to give you this invitation that you may have your opportunity at the banquet table over in Romans 10 and 9. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. That's your invitation, Traveling Pulpit family. That is how you get your spot at the master's table eating at the master's banquet, which is also known as the family reunion. The Traveling Pulpit family, I want to thank you so much once again for the opportunity to come and share with you the message of hope. The message of hope. And that hope that can be found in no one else but Jesus Christ. We are all sinners. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. But it is because of the glory of God that he so loved this world that he gave us his only begotten son. That whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Are you that person today, traveling pulpit family? Are you that person? Are you that person who is struggling in your faith? You've come to the right place. Are you that person that is struggling in your finances? You've come to the right place. Struggling with your addictions, you come to the right place. Are you that person who is struggling? You've come to the right place. And that place is a body. And that body is called Christ. It is a large body. It has a lot of moving parts to it. And there is only one way to the father. And it is through Christ himself. So as I've said, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will become a part of the body of Christ. Traveling Pulpit family, look for me on Facebook at Traveling Pulpit. Uh, or The Traveling Pulpit, uh, Instagram, The Traveling Pulpit, and TikTok at TPM0116. This fall, Wednesday, what the word is coming back, but I want to come back in a whole new way. I want to come back on YouTube. I, I want to find another uh, live stream in which I can use to uh, promote Wednesday with the word in The Traveling Pulpit. And I still want to, am looking to do other things with The Traveling Pulpit. Uh, podcast. So, so be on the lookout for, for those changes that are to come. I am grateful to the Lord for you. And I, I am grateful for the opportunities that the Lord has given us that we have this time, the times that we're in right now, not to be distracted, but to be aware. It is time to be aware, traveling pulpit family. And if you know what it means to be aware, you know that you are a keeper of your house and the thief is soon to break in. So as Jesus said in the parable, if the master, if the, if the, if the owner, 
if the homeowner knew that his house was going to be broken into, he would stay up all night and wait for the thief to try and break in. But if you are aware of what's going on in the world, you don't have to lose sleep. You don't have to lose sleep because it is your awareness that will have you turn to who keeps you while you sleep. That is none other than the Lord, than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So for the traveling pulpit, I am Vernon Sheridan. I am the man with the unscripted voice saying thank you once again. Looking forward to doing this with you on next week. If, if, if it is the Lord's will and if he has returned by then, we will be sharing our family reunion together at the banquet table. So God bless. I love you. Tell somebody about the Lord, but most importantly, get to know him for yourself. He is there. He is there. He is waiting for you. He wants you to come to that banquet and I want you to be at that banquet also. Man, it's a family reunion. Mm, mm, mm. I tell you some of the things that that we will one day see, experience, taste and enjoy all because we believe in he who has given us the opportunity to share the good news of the gospel. All right, guys, have a great week. I love you. Know that I don't waste words. I mean it. I, say, I mean what I say and I say what I mean. So God bless. I love you. Take care and go in peace.